Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Detroit. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, so much more. February is Valentine's Month at Royal Pizza. You can enjoy dinner for two, which includes your choice of salad, one of our gourmet medium pizzas, followed by a delicious dessert for just $37.95. That's Royal Pizza, still making a great 15 locations in the Edmonton region. It is Edmonton owned and operated. As we head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline and welcome back to the show. A guy who uh, went to school at a school that broke my heart and broke the U of A Golden Bears heart twice because of Mark Applewaite. And I believe Graham Wise was coaching those teams. Uh, we're talking about York Yeoman product, Ken Daniels, joining us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Hello, Ken. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing well, but first things first, $37.95, that's a good deal, and it's only $25 U.S., so I'm all over that one. And uh, York University Yeoman, wow, I haven't heard that in <laughs> half a century. Oh, my goodness, the ice palace at York University, which was hardly an ice palace. It was a freezing cold rink with not that many seats as I remember it. They beat the Bears in the 85 National Championship game when Coach Drake uh, was coaching the team. Alberta was all over them. They outshot them like two and a half to one. Applewaite was tremendous. And then they played again in 89 in the uh, semifinal game. And uh, York ended up, it was Stacey Wakabashi's last game as a Golden Bear. And York won in overtime. And the Bears outshot them like 60 to 22 or 23. And Applewaite had returned to the school and stoned them. Uh, Alberta would win in 92. Uh, the 13 years I did the game, I even did stats for you. Uh, we talked about this before, Ken, a couple times when you were with Hockey Night back in the day. Uh, but, uh, the 13 years I did Alberta's games before doing the, the starting doing the Bears in, in, or the Oilers in 08, 13 years they won six national championships in those 13. Almost as good as a guy winning four Stanley Cups with Detroit. You know what I'm saying? I do, and I, I, I remember I was doing the um, I was doing the PA announcing at the University of Toronto at Varsity Arena when Tom Watt was the head coach there, and I remember when the U of T was playing the Golden Bears, and I would be the in-house announcer. So I was working radio at the time and did did PA for my twenty-five bucks a night. So uh, I was around college hockey much at that time. Even before All right, that, awesome yeah. stuff. So tell us this Detroit story because. You know, uh, Edmonton, it's interesting. The last three seasons, they've totally been a second-half team. Six, six, and third best record in the league in the second half. Each of the first three years that Ken Holland's been the GM. And the Oilers are, you know, they're going pretty good right now. 
Uh, Ken, of course, uh, ultimately was replaced by Steve Eisenman. They've got the Iser plan, we're told, in Detroit. How is the Iser plan going, Ken? It's uh, it's preaching patience. That That is the Iser plan. I don't believe at the start of the season that anybody thought the Red Wings were going to make the playoffs. I thought at the time the Red Wings would finish 85 to 87 points. Um, and not so much of what they had done or had not done. It was just whom they are against, in not only the Atlantic but the Metro, to try and make it. It was just too difficult. So I think Steve's plan was, or I know it was, to add veteran guys to uh, offset getting blown out of games like 11-2, and the eight ones and the nine ones that the Red Wings had the year before, where you add guys like Andrew Kopp and you add guys like David Perron and Ben Sherrod on the back end. Probably more money for the last two than what they wanted to pay, but they wanted to try to stabilize things and give the young kids some time there to grow and mature under their tutelage. All right. Well, uh, certainly in Perron's case, I think a strong argument can be made. St. Louis misses him because I think he's a, yeah, he's a pretty Yes, oh, Ryan O'Reilly misses him. Yes, there's no question. They also, the Blues, lost Billy Huso, and has it not been the the tale of two uh, seasons so far for the Red Wings' number one goalie? Yeah, he was very good early on, and the even strength save percentage up near the top of the league, even shorthanded save percentage is right there, and a save percentage of 919 early on in the season, et cetera. And then he, he fell off, for sure he did. And then the Red Wings weren't really trusting Nadalkovich because when Ned came in, he wasn't very good. And that's why they went out and picked up Magnus Helberg. And ultimately, you know, Ned goes through waivers, which we knew he would at three million bucks. No one was going to take that on. Um, who knows what's going to happen from here to the end? Because you could see on some nights, Billy Huso was just tired. Um, he had, he's going to play more games already than he, than he had in his career, uh, prior to coming to Detroit. So you have to spell him at some point, but I think Huso, they have a lot of faith in him. And when he's on, he's been great. I think a lot of the time, though, he was just tired when the numbers right. fell off a bit. Ken, one of the areas of the Red Wings, you know, if I'm looking at the team long term, I, I hope I'm not speaking out of school here, but I, I like the, the makeup of the defense more than the forwards. Like, they've they got two pretty good guys on the right side that you're going to talk about, and then they've got a couple good left-shot uh, defense prospects coming in the organization. So let's just start with last year's, you know, rookie of the year and what type of year Siders had, and maybe a bit of a bounce-back year from another guy. Well, Sider, you talking about Heronic? Is that your other guy? Yes, yeah. Yes. Well, Heronic certainly has had a bounce-back year, and I think some of the pressure was off him and just sort of relaxing a little bit. Um, and he switched his stick. That was one thing on the curve of his stick. He handled it better, the flex of the stick, and all of a sudden he's not missing his shots five feet high or five feet wide, as Heronic had to do. I think most cider last year for Danny DeKaiser, and say what you want about Danny DeKaiser, who's no longer in the National Hockey League, but was a valued Red Wing for a long time. And I think Sider just had the run of that defense pair, and he sort of knew where Danny DeKaiser would be all the time. And this year he was paired with Ben Sherrod early on, and Ben can be a little bit of a wild card, very physical guy in front, can certainly clear guys out, but I think he's all over the map a little bit, and Sider maybe found that a struggle. The last 13 or 14 games when they moved up Jake Wallman and through Wallman's play, he certainly deserved it to be a number one pair with Sider. I think it settled Mo down a bit, and now he knows exactly where Wallman's going to be. Wallman can exit the zone with quick passes. Not always when he's looking up ice does he make the great 
great first place. Sometimes he tries too hard, but boy, he's been really good. And I think Sider and Wallman have settled into a great pair. Now you've got Sherratt in a second unit um, with Philip Hronik. And I think early on, the analytics world would tell you Hronik was also better because of what Ole Mata did. Then Ole Mata had an illness and was sick for a bit. So Sherratt goes down. They make that move. Now Mata's back. I think at some point, they'll have to put Mata back with Hronik because they were so good early on. And Mata was very good for Philip Hronik. He was very steady back there defensively. And Hronik can do what, what he does. Um, if you want me to go on to the two prospects, I think Simon Edmondson, they really like in Grand Rapids. Big defenseman, left-hand shot. Uh, their, their top pick from a couple of years ago and is uh, showing up numbers now as well in the Swedish Hockey League that Mo Sider had put up, even though his German played in the Swedish Hockey League. And William Valinder has really come on. And he was also, I believe, a second-rounder for the Red Wings. Um, and Valinder's having a really nice season over there, and they're really high on him. So I'd say in your analysis, uh, Bob, yes, you're right. I think the defense is uh, much better prospect-wise. And Albert Johansson, uh, Roger Johansson, his dad played with Calgary. Remember him? Sure. Roger Johansson? Yeah. Well, Albert's his kid, and uh, they're hoping that that he can come along too. So I think their defense prospects uh, are really good. Yes, you're right about that. All right. What's going to happen? Does anybody know with Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi? Not a clue. And if anyone tells you they do, they're lying because nothing gets out of Steve Eisenman's camp. Uh, Dylan Larkin had switched agents now about a year ago. I I still believe he's going to get signed. It'll be eight years. I don't know what the number will be. It probably won't be what Dylan wanted to start with, but I think it'll be closer to a number that Steve Eisenman wanted, and that's probably the catch right now. But I I think it'll get done. Dylan Larkin has a uh, no-trade clause, so obviously he'd have to okay something. And, And then if you let Dylan Larkin go or even if you move him you could always resign him i guess if you moved him uh, but uh, you then you're trying to re- i don't think it works well for either side uh for him to move so i think he'll get signed as for tyler bertuzzi that's a million dollar question with that because he's also a ufa he's broken both hands this year you know just getting away of shots not necessarily his fault and the first one he took actually padding out of his glove which was ridiculous and, and that's why he broke his hand but then you had the whole covid situation uh, prior to that even though he scored 30 goals so he's a tough one to read i think he's making four and a half now what does he get on the open market a guy who's had back surgery um but again coming off that he scored 30 goals and if you look at Tyler Bertuzzi's numbers in the American Hockey League and when he played junior um, in Guelph with the likes of Robbie Fabry and every other Red Wing and Fuse suitor and other guys, his numbers are so good in the playoffs. And, and the guys love playing with Tyler. So if they do decide to move him, I don't know what you get for him now, but some team's going to be really happy with they happen when his game starts to round into form and down the stretch. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ken Daniels, longtime television play-by-play voice of the Red Wings, joining us. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Ken, uh, Vrana has some exceptional analytics. Uh, obviously, there's been some challenges. We know that, uh, that he's had to overcome along the way. Is this a potential buyout for Detroit? What do you think? Um, I. That's a good question for next year as a buyout. But then you're, you're taking it, they're nowhere near the cap, and then you're taking two-thirds and adding an extra year to it when they could be more competitive and maybe need it. So I have to wonder about that one. There was no surprise to me that he'd clear waivers at uh, over $5 million, but I still think if Steve could eat half of the money going forward, that some team who needs scoring, I don't know, a team like Calgary uh, needs some offense, I don't know how much gets eaten. He's scoring a lot lately uh, in Grand Rapids. I know when he even started with Detroit before the issues he ran into, um, he had to get his game more into a Derek Lalone type of system, which means being responsible, and you have to play defense. And defense certainly isn't Jacob Barana's strong suit. But what do I hear from uh, the likes Ben Simon and others in Grand Rapids? He's adapting much better to that part of the game. So good question where his contract uh, is is going, Bob. I, I'm not sure a buyout's the way to go but again uh, we don't hear from steve eisenman so i really wouldn't know on that <laughs> you're right you started to get hold of uh well, we'll ask, uh you said it derek lalone not like lalonde like bobby lalonde uh so tell right. me about derek lalonde what have you noticed observing him as a, a coach since becoming a head coach for the red wings he's an honest guy he's pretty quiet on the bench i know he can be uh hard on the guys in a good way but I think where maybe points in the past, uh, whether it be Babcock, although a different time, or Jeff Laschel, you may go with somebody in the room and keep belaboring the point. I think from what I hear from the guys, Derek Alone's type of guy who will get his point across, and then it's over. It's done. And let's move on. It's behind us. And he's very much um, can be a player's coach in that way. And he's honest with the media. He tells us what he thinks and what he expects from the guys. And if you're not responsible with the puck and want to play a two-way game, I don't think he has any problem sitting guys out. And for a large part of this year, they've been so injured that I think from Derek's standpoint, he must be really happy if the guys are healthy now. And they had no choice but to clear a spot to bring Zadina back to put Adam Ernie on waivers and in Grand Rapids. So now there's a competition for spots on this team. And I think Derek loves that. Let the guys in the room decide it, uh, who's going to play. Awesome stuff. Love having you on your sh- on the show, Ken. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. Bob, I love you listening to you, whether you're on radio or TV, man. Keep up the great work. Thanks, man. There you go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. That is Ken Daniels. When we return, Cam Moon in conversation with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. 
Let's get right to it. Cam Moon in conversation with Oilers forward Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Ryan, uh, getting back at it now after the the All Star break. Uh, you got some time off. Uh, tell me about the break for you. Did you get an opportunity to kind of relax a little bit? Definitely. Yeah. Um, got away. Got a little bit of sunshine and just uh, obviously a good good opportunity to give the the body a rest and uh, definitely the mind a rest. I think it's important to um, to break it up like this and uh, kind of uh, just kind of feel a little refreshed again and um, obviously now it's the last 30 games here so huge push and uh, you want to be feeling good and you want to be feeling uh, refreshed physically and mentally so it was, it was nice for me just uh, got away um, and relax as much as I could. That's got to be important I would think for a player I, at Christmas it's only like three days uh, to, to get some time off after a very busy schedule maybe through December through January you're playing almost every second day sometimes even a little bit more uh, now that you've been doing this for as long as you have how much do you appreciate having a little bit of time to to reset and recalibrate yeah definitely I think uh, like you said I think it's it's very important for everybody and um, I, I like the, the way they do it now with the uh, the bye week uh, kind of ingrained into the all-star breaks so you, you really get a week and um, Obviously, you can take as much time as you want, but um, uh, as, as you feel you need. But I think it's important to, for everybody to kind of have that break and, uh, and feel good coming out of it. And uh, obviously, it starts tonight, and uh, this is a big push that we're heading into, and uh, we got to be ready. So I think uh, first ten minutes, definitely the first period tonight, are, is, is important for our group, and uh, we got to be uh, ready to go right away. Yeah, four straight here on the road after the break. Uh, the team's played very well on the road throughout the course of this season. Uh, now that you've had a few practices under your belt, uh, coming back from the break, how do you feel uh, the team's feeling going into this road trip? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the first practice is definitely uh, uh, you got to get your legs going and uh, uh, get the passing back a little bit. But uh, I thought yesterday uh, we had a good skate and uh, everybody seemed to be uh, snapping it around better. So uh, it's a good sign. And um, we definitely need to take some momentum and some some confidence from the way that we finished off uh, uh, that last little push before the break. So um, we want that to, that feeling uh, to come back right away, and it's going to start right from the, the get-go tonight. Cam Moon here with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, they go to the All-Star game. That's a, of no surprise to anybody. How excited were you to see Stuart Skinner go? Because it seems like the entire group was really fired up for Stuart. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, uh, when we got the news, we were all pretty excited for him and uh, had his little baby boy uh, a week or two before. And uh, so exciting time for him and his family. But uh, definitely pumped to see him down there. Uh, he's worked so hard for us, uh, played so well for us that uh, he definitely deserved it. And uh, I know I can speak on behalf of the group that everybody's excited for him. Good chance we'll see uh, Stuart Skinner Thursday in Philadelphia uh, going up against Carter Hart.
rematch of the old Southside Athletic Club versus Sherwood Park days. Into this day in Oilers history at 154 in Edmonton for New West Travel. You can travel to California this April to see the Oilers play the LA Kings and the Anaheim Ducks. Those should be fun games. You can reach out to New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. We're going to go all the way back in the state. 1989. I remember it well. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, last time there was an all-star game in our great province. The NHL's 40th all-star game took place here in the capital city and then Kings forward. Wayne Gretzky named the most valuable player a goal and two assists for Wayne. That same day, the Oilers traded Keith Acton and a sixth round choice in the 91 draft to Philadelphia in exchange for Dave Brown. Great trade. Dave Brown had two very impactful seasons, 89, 90, 90, 91, uh, 88, 89, 89, uh, 90, 90. Yeah, he, he was good. He was, uh, good. No question about it for the Edmonton Oilers and the time that he spent with the hockey club. All right, coming up tonight, 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 we got the face-off show. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon, myself, Jack Michaels, Brandon, all part of the Oilers Radio Network. Puck drop from Little Caesars Arena at 5.30 tomorrow. Loaded show for you. Sportsnet's Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations. Washington Capitals color analyst, local area product, Al May, and the former... General Manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets and two-time assistant GM of the Edmonton Oilers. He's president, CEO of the American Hockey League, Scott Housen, on tomorrow's show as well. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Angela Gokpot today from 2 to 3, then 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye from 3 to, uh, I guess, 3 till 4 Edmonton time. I will rejoin you at 4.05 from Little Caesars Arena with Reed Wilkins. So long, everybody.